listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I am Tiny. Sitting across from me is the man who shot down the Chinese spy balloon, John Long. How you doing, John? I'm I'm fine. I'm <laughs> I'm riding a high. It was, yeah. <laughs> a, it was an impressive shot, if I had to say so myself. Yes. But I was glad I could get the job done and protect the American people. <laughs> but really, I was in, I camped out during the spy balloon story. So I was unaware I was being spied upon, uh, other than what the government already does to us. So <laughs> right. I come back in China. Yeah. I come back to civilization and there's a spy balloon getting shot down. So. It's a bizarre story yeah. because, as I've seen it pointed out in our Discord server, I mean, there's there's spy satellites. Yes. I'm assuming that the balloon's not getting anything that they can't get. Nope. But other than that, I mean, not to mention there is a crazy popular TikTok app on all teenagers' phones, phones in the in the United States right. reporting back to China all our passwords and it's everything. A, it's on my phone. Yeah. Yeah, it's got everything. They own Earth Oddity now, by the way. <laughs> President Xi, he owns it. Begrudgingly. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to take us off a of Weeble or whatever their little <laughs> app is over there. How funny would it be if they, if China banned TikTok because it, they were like getting, they were getting unwanted access to all of Earth Oddities <laughs> podcast over there. That would be great. <laughs> Until you and I end up in some sort of like Chinese prison camp, you know, <laughs> that won't be fun. Well, they gotta come get us. Yeah, they might. <laughs> well, there's gonna they're gonna need five of them for you, probably <laughs> for me. <laughs> I, yeah, you're like the size of three or four Chinamen, you know? <laughs> yes. I mean, statistically speaking. <laughs> so, yeah, statistically they're going to need that many to deal with you. Yeah. I'm the equal size to a, a, probably a Chinese soldier. <laughs> They've got you, like, thrown in the back of the truck. Sure. <laughs> and, like, like, that detail is like, huh. We got him. <laughs> who's, who's next? Let's go the- get the other guy across the street. <laughs> yeah. like, we're going to call it. We're going to have to call this a backup. <laughs> they tranquilize you like a rhinoceros. <laughs> throw a net over you. <laughs> it's like I fall down unconscious and they're like, well, now what do we do? <laughs> we bring a furniture mover. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm in the back of the truck. Yeah, he's a big one. <laughs> They come and they take your handcuffs off and force you to help. help. <laughs> oh, hang on, guys. I got to stretch my back. All right. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, but but anyway, back to the balloon. <laughs> they've got TikTok. They've got spy satellites. They've got who knows what else. Why are they flying a balloon over America? It, I, it was not a Chinese spy balloon. See, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see the story. I, I went out. Like I said, when I got home, we were shooting it down. It was like over the ocean, right? 
After um, it's finished, it's completed its mission. Yeah, after it's to spy on America. traversed yeah. North America, apparently. <laughs> Clearly, that was our balloon, mm-hmm. and we're trying to blame it on China. And it was our government was up to some naughty stuff doing something. <laughs> and they tried to blame it on China because they didn't shoot it down. If it was a real threat, they would have shot it down immediately. Right. It was not a real threat. They wouldn't have cared about killing some farmer, you know, in the middle of Minnesota somewhere. Right. They wouldn't have cared about that. I mean, it's over Minnesota. It's not over Washington, D.C. Sure. Right. They would have completely shot it down. It was us. Clearly, the NSA or CIA or somebody was doing something, and they got found out about. Was there no other options than to shoot it down? Like, can they not fly a drone up there and yeah, and bring it down? It, probably. That that seems like a logical solution. <laughs> yeah. Wild that we didn't do that. <laughs> kind of makes you wonder what what's going on. Uh-huh. Oh. Now, you brought up a theory that it was a distraction from something else. Yeah, like China's really up to something even worse. Okay. But if we'll fly this balloon over yeah. and they'll all look at the balloon. Hmm. Do you think it could have been agent provocateurs trying to bait us into a World War Three with China? Dude, everything's on the table. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. They travel Ukraine. Because maybe if we're in a armed conflict with China, yeah. we don't send maybe as much aid to Ukraine as we have been. <laughs> True. Hey, yeah. uh, Zelensky. That's going to cut into there. We're going to need those tanks back. <laughs> uh, I was looking the other day at like casualty numbers. Mm-hmm. I think technically there's nobody left in Ukraine. <laughs> Like, I think all of the Ukrainians have been killed. I huh. don't know what's slowing Russia down anymore. Huh. Oh, yeah. Well, I got some big news. Okay. Tomorrow night, the University of Alabama, this will already this will have already transpired by the time the listener listens to this, but this just popped into my head. We've been talking for an hour. Okay. Tomorrow night, Alabama, University of Alabama basketball team ranked three in the country places of Florida Gators at home, Coleman Coliseum, the old airport hangar that it is. And the tip-off captain is going to be one Hudson Long. Nice. (laughs) So I don't know if I get to be on the court when they're warming (laughs) up, but he gets to be on the court when they're warming up. And then when it's time for tip-off, he gets to take the ball out to center court and hand it to the referee. Was that his (laughs) make-a-wish? (laughs) <laughs> That's part of it all. <laughs> I was sitting here thinking, all right, guys, we know y'all were super psyched to go to Hawaii. Yeah. But uh we're gonna let you be the tip off. <laughs> We've had we gotta save some money. <laughs> yeah, so uh so Hudson and I are going to they only had two tickets. <laughs> but Deidre bought some more for her and uh Libby. Thomas can't go. He said him and Jesse have plans, so I need you to make sure she's not <laughs> Their plans don't involve an empty house and my son. <laughs> and uh, anyways, uh, so Deidre and Libby are sitting in the nosebleeds. Yeah. And uh, hopefully me and Hudson are pretty close courtside, I hope. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm pumped about that. That sounds really cool. Yeah. yeah. Tip off Captain Hudson. He turned down the party with the sorority girls. Did we discuss that? No. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't want to do that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think he thought it would be a little lame. 
with Deidre him being was, was right. Yeah, with him being huh. as old as he is, like they would probably expect a little kid, and you know, he's like a fifteen year old. I think that'd be hilarious. I do too. <laughs> They're expecting a little kid, sure, and then he bust up in there wanting to take selfies. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, like asking him to twerk and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, so he's going to be the tip-off captain at the basketball game. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah. I'm excited about it. I'm probably more excited than he is. They sent me all the information today, and I was like, dang, man, I don't even get like a parking pass. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coleman Coliseum has a big lot. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I'm not worried about that at all, but I was like, man. Oh, can I get over like right up next to it or something? I'm an important person. <laughs> I'm a VIP. My son's dying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you can't profit off of your sick dying son, I mean, yeah, yeah. come on. Like I've said before, I would recommend all of you having a very sick child. <laughs> it's paid off for us very well. <laughs> That's a joke. I would trade I would trade my life for Hudson to not have the problems that he has. No joke. I don't want anybody to think I'm making a lot of that because I'm serious. Uh, but there's been some perks. I mean, let's just be honest. I don't mean to derail this conversation because I know we need to get into the news yeah. stories. But there is a documentary called Mommy Dead and Dearest. Okay. Have you heard of this? No. There was this woman who she had this girl and she basically like starved her and wouldn't let her out of the house and like made her sickly. Oh, is this so a- she could like parade her around and get sympathy and get free stuff all the time and, and crazy stuff like that. Did, did they end up like killing her mama? Yeah. I've seen this. She met, she met like a dude on the internet yeah. and she talked to her internet boyfriend to like killing her mom. Munchausen by proxy. <laughs> yes. That's, that's it. That's it. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the only reason I know that. <laughs> and then, yeah. And you know, which look, he killed a woman. Yeah. So he deserves to be behind bars. Sure. It's just, you know, he's, he's behind bars for a long, long, long time. Yes. Well, and she's probably going to be getting out pretty soon. Yeah. So, yeah. She was a weirdo. You know, well, I mean, can you can you not can you blame be? her? Can you no. can you can you live through that and not be a weirdo? Uh, no, I don't guess so. Yeah, you think one day you're just like, I mean, I feel okay. You know, <laughs> like, I feel pretty good. I, I want to say that I think she claimed in trial that sometimes she would say that, and her mom would like argue with her. Oh yeah, and convince her that no, Brain you're not washer. okay. Yeah, huh? Wow, it's I'm, crazy, sad. I, I think I'm feeling pretty good. I'm on like a three-day streak here. I'm feeling really great. She used to like make her ride around in a wheelchair. Yeah. But like when she was alone in her room, she would like get up and walk around. (laughs) Well, that's got to tell you something, right? (laughs) I guess you're like, well, mom's nuts. The only way out of this is to kill her. That's not where you should go. You know, Mm -hmm. hey, let's just run off and elope and live happily ever, ever after. Right. You know. That that would be a normal ending to that story, right? Yeah. I mean, my mama's nuts. Let's get out of here. T- don't kill her. Take me away. Let's live in a trailer in Fultondale, Mississippi, you know, and make a life for ourselves. What if you're uh, the dude or whatever? You're like, okay, look, I'll, <laughs> I'm, I'm really going out on a limb. 
kidnapping you and running away. Right. I'm True. not going to kill nobody. <laughs> I mean, honestly, he's excessively horny. You know, that's the only reason he would do that, right? Is there any other reason why men do anything? No. <laughs> we built societies because of it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. He needs to just calm down a little bit. <laughs> okay. That's what about enough. the news? Uh, so let's see. This week, <laughs> we're going to talk about a school getting in trouble. Okay. The CIA getting in the reincarnation, or I guess the cloning business, if you didn't already know they were in it. And then we're going to talk about uh, gifts for your loved one for, or maybe not loved ones for Valentine's Day. Okay. Yeah. I have a Billy Mitchell update. Okay. I have a story about a nine-year-old who graduated high school, but I was going to start with this one because I'm super into like space stuff. I think space is cool. Yeah, it is cool. And uh, John, if you were going to go to the moon. Sure. How would you want to go to the moon? I mean, in a rocket ship. Sure. I would pick a Stanley Kubrick produced film (laughs) if it were me. Right. Yeah. What but, if you could go to the moon in a Ro- Rolls Royce? Sure. Why not? Well, this comes from uh, Yahoo News. Rolls Royce nuclear engine could power quick, quick trips to the moon and to Mars. Let's go Rolls Royce. That's that's crazy. Yeah. How much did you think they'll cost? Oh, I mean, if their uh, car cost a million dollars. Yeah. So I was thinking like 10, 15 million, probably. <laughs> Is that, am I in the right frame? Did they say in the story? Uh, we're going to get to that. Okay. <laughs> Rolls-Royce Holdings is getting into the nuclear reactor business. The British Aerospace Engineering Company says it's developing a micro-nuclear reactor that the company hopes could be a source of fuel for long trips to the moon and Mars. As humanity begins to venture back into space with crewed missions scheduled to visit the moon and Mars within the next two decades, the technology that moves us throughout the solar system will be a pivotal part of that journey. Last week, Rolls-Royce teased the design of its Rolls-Royce mini-reactor for spaceflight with a digital mock-up posted to Twitter last week. Because, I mean, where else would you announce your (laughs) space-faring nuclear reactor? Twitter is the... uh town square of the world, Tiny. <laughs> it is. A Rolls-Royce micro-reactor is designed to use an inherently safe and extremely robust fuel form. Each uranium particle is encapsulated in multiple protective layers that act as a containment system, allowing it to withstand extreme conditions. As the company explained in a tweet, the reactor will rely on uranium, a common fuel used in nuclear fission, Nuclear reactors have been used to power things like submarines, but its use in spaceflight has often been overlooked in favor of chemical-based propulsion, which I wonder what that is. I don't know. As to whether the final project product will appear just like the mock-up shown in the tweet, well, that remains to be seen. In a promo video, the company's website, head of innovation products and services Jake Thompson says that the company is in the concept design development and testing phase of the reactor meaning a full-fledged announcement of the final product is still a ways off. That said, Thompson did say that the company is working on a basic prototype. Hmm. They've announced in 2021 its intent to develop nuclear reactor technology, having obtained $600 million in public and private funding to develop the business. Well, I mean, good for them, I guess, if it works. Yeah. If it doesn't, that's going to be bad. 
I mean, I feel like, I don't know if it could get you to space, but once you're in space, could you then turn it on and, and jet around? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm not <laughs> smart enough to know. If this thing is so safe that it can like go to space and it's, you know, all every single atom of uranium is encased in whatever. Like, can yeah. we use this to like power Bell Mead? <laughs> you know, maybe. Like, can we use it here on Earth? Dude, if you don't think some redneck will put that in a truck <laughs> <laughs> in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. So, yeah, I mean, more power to them. I hope, no pun intended, but I hope they do really well. And really, what could be better than some jacked up pickup sure. truck riding over rocks and through the mud with a nuclear reactor under the hood? Sure. Fair truck nuts <laughs> hanging. <laughs> A pair of glowing truck nuts. Sure. <laughs> Bocephus bumper sticker. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's our culture, Tiny. <laughs> That's yes. why we embrace it. We embrace it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. We were talking in our lengthy discussion before we went on the air that we probably should have recorded. <laughs> we probably should have. Uh, we haven't done enough to explore nu- nuclear power. It's mm-hmm. like we got to a point, there were a couple of mishaps, <laughs> and then we were like, all right, Paul, it's on You can't have progress without risk. It's true. That's exactly right. <laughs> we're going to lose a few. You got to break a few eggs to bake a cake, right? <laughs> um, you know, there's a nuclear plant up in Scottsboro. Did not know that. Yeah. Huh, you want that? them to fire that bad boy back up? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Heck yeah. All right. I don't, let's just, let's talk about this. It's Black History Month, mm-hmm. right? My favorite month, Black History Month. I was born in Black History Month. Oh, that's right. You did have a birthday. I Happy did. birthday. Well, thank you. Yeah. I told you on Facebook. You so did. The world knows. Appreciate it. That Facebook reminded me it was your birthday. So <laughs> a school um, food vendor apologizes for serving chicken and waffles on the first day of Black History Month. Where do you think the school was located? Somewhere above the Mason-Dixon line. Absolutely. New York. I love chicken and waffles. Yeah, who why, doesn't? Why does that have to be racist? I'm, I am lily white, John. <laughs> I am whiter than most white people you know. Sure. I love chicken and waffles. I think this is probably more of a northern thing to where they're like only black people like chicken and waffles. Oh, do they not have KFC up there? I mean, I I guess there's no Popeye's chicken in New York. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know a lot about New York and apologies to our New York city listeners, Mm -hmm. you know, not the state of New York. I know New York's a big state. A lot of it rural farmland, right? They're probably a lot like us. (laughs) Right. Yeah. In my head, White people from New York aren't seeking out fried chicken. Mm-hmm. They seem more like a, a baked fish crowd. <laughs> <laughs> That's very bland. Sure. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe just a little bit of lemon on it. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. This is Fritz. Yeah, I just don't see them seeking it out. Maybe. And so then they saw this and were like, well, that's racist. Well, they're wrong. Well, uh, I mean, yeah. as far as them... Not eating chicken is what I'm saying. Them, yeah. them going for baked fish over fried chicken. Who would? Pick they that? should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> what lot? What sane person would pick that? <laughs> you know, 
someone who's like already skinny and trying to lose another 10 pounds. That's sure. who. Right. Yeah. No, people that will live a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. right. That'll end up wearing adult diapers one day because they took care of themselves. <laughs> yeah. Instead of running yourself in the ground like us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the New York Middle School is apologizing after serving students uh, with a meal on the first day of Black History Month that was deemed to be culturally insensitive. Administrators at Nyack Middle School say that the hot lunch menu was changed by the vendor without their knowledge on February 1st, the first day of Black History Month, to include chicken and waffles with a watermelon dessert with the school's principal called, which the school's principal called an unfortunate situation. At- now the wa- the watermelon dessert <laughs> seems intentional. All right, you didn't know that when I started the story. I didn't know that when I started the story. It does seem intentional. It seems intentional, but it also it still sounds delicious. I'm not a fan of watermelon. I, I like watermelon. I know many yeah. Caucasian. Most of my <laughs> Caucasian brothers and sisters love watermelon. They make fun of me for not liking it. But I don't like it. So, but that does seem intentional. Okay. <laughs> it does. I admit. I'm on record for that. Uh, we are extremely disappointed by this regrettable situation and apologize to the entire NIAC community for the cultural insensitivity, insensitivity. There you go. Displayed by our food service provider, middle school principal David Johnson said in a statement. I am disappointed that Aramark would serve items that differed from the published monthly menu. Now, here's a question I have. They just don't have like lunch ladies that show up to school and cook like <laughs> we do. They have vendors. Like at my kids' school, they still have lunch ladies and oh, stuff. Yeah. They just must do it differently up in New I York, guess. I guess. Like here's my question. That out. Are, is there any food that's like white people food? Well, you know, a lot of people on the internet claim white people don't season their food. So I think they would say like Once again, is that outside the South? I think that's pretty much outside the South, right? Like, we're we're, we're back to the baked fish with the spritz of lemon. Why dudes down here like carry hot sauce on their belt? You know? (laughs) Yes. I think they have like holsters for it. (laughs) They're proud of it. I've never met someone with an actual hot sauce holster on their belt. Have you ever seen but one? But I have absolutely seen them. I've yeah, seen well, several different people. I have gone on vacation, John, and gone into gift shops that sell nothing but hot sauce. Sure. And you can a lot of times you get a free holster sure. if you buy so many bottles of whatever hot sauce. The but. only thing cooler than a hot sauce holster is a dip can holster. <laughs> if you get lucky enough to run across one of those in a while, yeah. you're seeing a real man. <laughs> that That is a real man. You're in the presence of a real man. <laughs> the dip can holster guys are, they're on another level. I, they're, they're the alphas of alphas, you know? I watched a movie one time called Undercover Brother. Okay. Are you familiar with this movie? I've never watched the movie, but I remember the movie. Okay. Yes. I don't remember much about the movie, but I remember in the movie, they talked about like mayonnaise being like a white people thing. Yeah, I think we get thrown in that for two. Yeah, or then that. Now, mayonnaise is the base for a lot of sauces. It is. That a lot of yeah. people love from a lot of different cultures. So hmm. take that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a huge mayonnaise fan. 
So, what about hot sauce? Do you like hot sauce? I like some hot sauce. Okay. Now, I don't. What's your favorite hot sauce? Here's the thing: I don't like for stuff to be so hot I can't taste the food. Like all I can taste is heat. I get that. I like some flavor. But that said, Texas Pete, in my opinion, is not that hot. Okay, Texas Pete's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you? So do you have like a like? Okay. When do you eat hot sauce? I usually only eat like pepper sauce. Okay. Now, and is I'll that, the, that uh, like the peppers and yeah. you got the, was it vinegar? Vinegar, they put yeah. in there with it? Right. Yeah, okay. I'll eat that a lot with green beans and stuff like that. It's good on collard greens. Yeah, right. And then I'll, you know, like some Louisiana hot sauce mm-hmm. on stuff from time to time, you know? Yeah. I'm not like, I'm not a huge hot sauce guy, though, because it, there's like a point to me above Louisiana, Texas Pete's probably okay, that it's just like, you all you're doing is hurting yourself when you eat it. You know, <laughs> I, I no, I, I okay. disagree. <laughs> all right, now listen, I'm with you. Maybe I just have like a higher tolerance. Now, sure, I have I have gotten wings that were too hot. Okay, so I, I I'm with you, but I do like my food like not all food, yeah. but like hot food like chili wings, whatever it is. I like it right there on the cusp. Like okay. if this was any hotter. It'd be painful. It'd be too but much. But it's, it's just right there at it. Okay. I don't hate that. Me, personally, I'm a huge fan of Tabasco sauce. I would eat Louisiana. God. I like Louisiana better than Tabasco. Oh, man. I love Tabasco. Oh, so okay. Good. In fact, here a while back, because I'm the only person in this household who likes anything spicy. Okay. Like, if this got... That's their Norwegian roots coming I through. I guess so. Like, yeah. if it's got ground pepper in it, sometimes my wife will be like, ooh, that's too hot. Yeah, no, that's her Norwegian DNA. <laughs> she can't overcome that yet. She's not broke off far enough from the tree. And I tell you what, it has started fights before in this house. Because, like, when we cook chili, <laughs> she wants her chili to be bland, which, right. in my opinion, is vegetable soup at that point. It's not chili. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. But uh, that's a very good point. <laughs> so I have I have plenty of Tabasco sauce on hand, and I remember here a while back I was out and I went and I got one of those, you know, just one of those little restaurant yeah. bottles like you'd see on the table at wherever, and I ran out of that stuff in like just a couple weeks. Wow. So I had to go back. You had and get to get some more. You got to get a, huge bottles. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I really like sriracha sauce a lot. Like that type of uh, heat mm-hmm. with flavor to it, you right? Know? Right. I think that's great. So, yeah, uh, a big time hot sauce connoisseur is one time host, frequent caller, Sugar Shane. He okay, All loves right. hot sauce. Yeah, he's he's got different varieties, mm-hmm. all kind of stuff. So, yeah, he loves it. Well, anyways, so these people were bad in New York, I guess. <laughs> I was kind of siding with him. Maybe that was the the South rising up in me until I <laughs> until I saw the uh, watermelon, watermelon dessert. dessert. Then I'm like, okay, that crossed the line, guys. Y'all should get in trouble for that. <laughs> Somebody did that on purpose. So cut it out. What if we started like a a website and just posted pictures of white people <laughs> eating chicken and watermelon? As a we stand with you kind of thing, you know? It would immediately get seen as racist because <laughs> that's exactly how it sounds. But if we're like, if we're trying, we're trying to, to like do away with the stereotype. I do not endorse this idea. <laughs>
do not endorse this idea. You can start your white people enjoying chicken and watermelon Twitter feed uh-huh. if you would like. I'm sure it will be popular for a okay, lot of Okay, what about reasons. this? What about this? What about a profile pic? Me and my best friend Kendarius from work. I'm eating chicken. He's eating mayonnaise. And we're like <laughs> hugging, like, like you know, arm, like shaking hands. Is that racist? <laughs> Y'all should do a TikTok and then have uh have ebony and ivory playing. <laughs> Y'all can lip sync to that. Yeah. Yeah, that would be perfect. Yeah. Um, I would stay away from all of that. <laughs> While well intentioned, <laughs> could probably get his friends. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about my idea that I gave away in the Patreon last week is uh-huh. I don't want it to come across like that, you know, <laughs> like that. Yeah. Oh, man. What's not racist these days? Everything is. Yeah, everything yeah. is. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I guess if throughout the course of history, it's always been racist. Like, are we just right? Like, do we just have to come to the point of going, hey, is everybody racist? Because <laughs> we've always been that way, you know. I don't know. Uh, well, this isn't racist. Good. A Pennsylvania boy who's nine years old becomes one of the youngest ever high school graduates. Okay. How did he do it? <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing. This is Doogie Howser. I'm guessing online. Yeah, maybe so. But uh, David Balagun, who loves science and computer programming, receives his diploma after taking remote classes. Okay. A nine-year-old boy from Pennsylvania who loves science and computer programming has become one of the youngest ever high school graduates, and he has already started accumulating some credits toward his college degree. David Balagun recently received a diploma from Reach, get this, Cyber Charter School. Okay. (laughs) This is is Bishop Sycamore. (laughs) Uh, based in his state's capital of Harrisburg, after taking classes remotely from his family home in Philadelphia, in the Philadelphia suburb of Ben Salem, the local television station WGAL reported on Saturday, the achievement makes David one of the youngest known children to ever graduate high school, according to a list compiled by the history and culture website oldest.org. Didn't even know that was a website. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> There's a website for everything. Why is oldest.org keeping track of all the youngest people to ever graduate high school? That's a very good point. <laughs> the achieve okay, uh, the only person on that list younger than David is Michael Kearney, who still holds the Guinness World Record for youngest high school graduate that he set when he was six in 1990 before obtaining a master's degrees at 14 and 18. And then winning more than a million dollars on game shows. Huh. Michael Kearney? Yeah. I was going to Google him. K-E-A-R-N-E-Y. David would come in higher on that list than the Pulitzer Prize winning journalist Ronan Farrow, who was 11 when he finished high school. David told WGAL that he already knows what he wants to dedicate his professional life to once he completes his education. I want to be an astrophysicist, and I want to study black holes and supernovas, he said to the station. David's parents both have advanced academic degrees, 
But they told WGAL that it is challenging to raise a child with such an extraordinary intellect. I had to get outside of the box. David's mother wrote, Rona said, you know what? We, I'm not. <laughs> I don't care what she has to say. <laughs> David told WGAL that some of his favorite teachers helped keep him engaged with his studies and pushed him to keep progressing. They didn't bog me down, he said. They advocated for me saying he can do this. He can do that. One instructor said to WGAL, we're just proud that we were able to individualize his instruction. David's teachers also said that they learned from their uncommonly bright pupil who loved whose loved ones described him as a computer programming and science whiz. His science teacher, Cody Durr, remarked, David was an inspirational kid, definitely one who changes the way you think about teaching. David, a member of the High Intelligence Quotient Society, Menza, has done one semester at Bucks County Community College since graduating from Reach Charter. Meanwhile, he and his family have been doing their research into other colleges and universities to try to find the one that best suited the one best suited for a boy who, besides his academics, is pursuing a martial arts black belt. Okay. This dude's gonna be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> And he also enjoys other sports, and he plays the piano. I am going to throw my nine-year-old into Harvard while I'm living in Pennsylvania, David's father, Henry, said, of the family's college search, no. Hmm. Unless well, perhaps I mean, he could it's go the to right Penn. fit. So. He could go to UPenn. That's a an excellent Ivy League school, I think. Mm-hmm. So let him do that. Whatever. I mean, the kid seems ambitious, so. Yeah. Um, Everything that... I wished I was. That's now, what I say. Forget then, right now. I'm going to show that to my kids and be like, you guys are a bunch of losers. <laughs> Why are y'all not out of college by now? This kid is nine. Yeah. He's almost got a black belt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, Thomas, you dropped out when they started sparring, baby. <laughs> yeah. Though, more power to this kid. I'm proud of him, you mm-hmm. know? I I don't know that I was that obsessed with anything at that age to to do it, you know, right. like even if it was like baseball card collecting or whatever. Right. Because he had to put in some work to get all that done. I would imagine so. I'd like to see some credentials on this cyber school, you know, <laughs> make sure it's legit. I, I wonder which, I mean, I don't know, he's, he's probably been smart his whole life, but I wonder if everybody's doing school from home, you know, because of the pandemic. And he's just like done. Sure. (laughs) Like every day. Well, also if you're like his parent, you can't get away with like those little lies. Like, you know, you know, Oh, the TV doesn't work right now. You know, (laughs) cause he's immediately on. He's like, I'll fix it. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, no, it's unplugged mom, you know, and catch you with all of that. So, Mm -hmm. um, good for him. Well, the CIA is funding a mission to reincarnate the dodo bird. <laughs> are they or are they just telling us they're uh, trying to resurrect the dodo bird, but really they're trying to resurrect Lee Harvey Oswald? <laughs> <laughs> they want him dead. They don't want him talking. But I thought they wanted to like, bring back more assassins, like oh, uncontrolled no. assassins. They got... 
MK Ultra's still going on. They got plenty of them in the book. Sorry. <laughs> They're all they got to do is activate them. Yeah, they need him dead. That's why they had Jack Ruby kill him. All right. Yeah. All right. Anyways, what well, was Jack Ruby? Was he an MK? No, Ultra no, two? no, no. He was just in with them. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't it make sense to to you want that guy to be a? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if I was trying to assassinate the president, sure. <laughs> I this would, is a good way to get us <laughs> on a list. How would you go about doing it, Tiny? Tell us what you were thinking on January 6th. <laughs> I would MK Ultra Lee Harvey Oswald. Okay. But then I wouldn't just like ask another. I would have to. You need two assassins, right? Sure. Or you just threaten the second and assassin to like kill his family, get him in a desperate situation. Mm-hmm. And then he but why don't it. you just do that to the first one? Because they got to it. They found him in the theater before they could off him, you know? Mm -hmm. They were going to meet up later and kill him, of course. Right. Right. Yeah. And then he got caught because he's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) He went to a movie. (laughs) They go hide out. Don't be in public. Well, he was trying to hide in there. I don't know. That's what what they tell you. Uh Yeah. He's dumb. All right. Anyways. Let's get back to the CIA. Back to the dodo bird. <laughs> and the CIA dodo bird. Yes. Uh, the biotech company Colossal is actively working to bring back the woolly mammoth uh, from extinction. And now the company has its sights set on the dodo bird. It went extinct in the 17th century from the island of Mauritius. Uh, Colossal has already successfully sequenced the bird's genome. The biotech company Colossal is actively working to reincarnate both the ancient woolly mammoth and the dodo. Uh, and now they're work the flightless bird that's went extinct roughly 350 years ago. Uh, Colossal is using the backing of a surprising government partner to sequence the dodo bird's genome using stem cell technology, the company says. Um, the process for bringing the dodo back. Uh, includes genome understanding, tissue cultures, and interspecies surrogacy. And here's how it will work. The dodo's recreation includes interspecies germline transfer of pigeon PGCs into a surrogate chicken host. Okay. You tracking with with me? You tracking with me? Uh, The Nicobar pigeon... The dodo's closest living relative provides the host cells for the genome engineering, while the Rodriguez Salter, the dodo's closest genetic relative, adds additional insights. The chicken offers a foundation of avian genomics and editing. Colossal had hoped to make the dodo bird part of its early efforts, but additional rounds of funding, including from a venture capital firm funded by the Central Intelligence Agency, has now put the dodo into the official pipeline. Hmm. So, well, I don't think the CIA really cares so much about the dodo. I think they do care about the technology absolutely. and maybe what other uses they could have for it. Let me ask this question, Tiny. Why do we have a government agency, much less the CIA, funding a venture capital firm? <laughs> Does that set off alarms for anyone? Nah. Yeah. That's fine. We're just out there taking the taxpayers' money and we gotta get the dodo back, man. Just 
just investing we're on startup.com picking businesses to yeah. invest in. I don't like that. Don't like it at all. I tell you what else I don't like. I don't like the dodo. You know, you granted, gotta, I've never seen one. They're ugly. <laughs> but why remind, Why are we bringing it back? Unless it's delicious, why are we bringing it back? I don't know. I get the woolly mammoth. Why? Because it's cool, and I would like to hunt them to extinction again. <laughs> we did. We got big dub on them. We beat them down. <laughs> yeah, we did. National champions, baby. <laughs> I want to I wanna bring them back just so we can hunt them to extinction a second time. <laughs> They probably tasted pretty good. Yeah. That yeah. and the phylacine. Why aren't we trying to bring it back? I don't even know what that is. Yes, you do. It's the Tasmanian tiger. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's got that crazy head that can like completely 180 open its mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why we need to bring that one back. <laughs> just, just, I'd like to look at it in a zoo. You, you want a Siberian tiger, too? <laughs> or what was that? Saber-tooth tiger. Saber-tooth tiger. Yeah. You want one of those to come back, too? Yeah. The cave bear? You know about the cave bear? I'm not familiar with the cave bear. Google cave bear right now. Pause okay. the podcast if you're listening. No, this isn't going to be like Link Me to Grinder or something, is it? <laughs> I hope it does. <laughs> cave bear. Ursus splaladius is a prehistoric species of bear that lived in Europe and Asia during the Pleistocene and became extinct around 24,000 years ago, if you believe that kind of thing. <laughs> during the last glacial maximum, both the word cave and the scientific name Spleus are used because fossils of the species were found mostly in caves. This reflects the views of experts that cave bears may have spent more time in caves than the brown bear, which uses caves only for hibernation. This is what oh, it looked yeah. like compared to a human. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, let's bring it back to you. It makes a grizzly bear look small. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. You don't want to mess with a cave bear, man. Yeah. I imagine the the saber tooth and the cave bear. Well, I was going to say, that wouldn't that be harder to bring back because they died out so long ago, but they're bringing the woolly mammoth back. So I don't know. And what are we going to do with all these animals? <laughs> Put them in a zoo. <laughs> Joe Exotic's going to have them. Yeah, in the middle of Oklahoma somewhere. Please give Joe Exotic cave bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty cool. Now that you mention it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I'm not for stuff going extinct. We talked about this before we went there. <laughs> we did. Like God created it for a reason. He probably wants it here. You know, we should protect things from going extinct. Well, I don't now, know that we need to bring back things that are extinct. Well, now, though. wait a minute. Like, like, which one is it? Like, now, what's the big deal? We could just bring them back, right? <laughs> no. No, I don't know that we should be bringing them back, though. No. All those those scientists just shake their booty in the lab and bring them right back. They're playing God, Tiny. <laughs> They're playing God. We're just trying to get back to his original plan. I hope. I wish we could. <laughs> I think it's gonna be a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Don. Uh, well, John. Let's talk about our favorite cheater, <laughs> alleged cheater. Oh yeah, <laughs> the one and only Billy Mitchell. You know, I, I saw this story. I didn't read it. I read the headline. Okay. But it got me to thinking. I was like, man, we should try to get Billy Mitchell on the podcast. And then I ended up going. 
number one, he would probably want some money to do it. <laughs> he does seem the kind. And then number two, I was like, free. we don't, he doesn't deserve our authority. You know, like we're, <laughs> we're a Steve Weeby podcast. Yeah. And we will always be a Steve Weeby podcast. I, so I am amazed that this guy manages to stay in the news somehow. He's got a knack for it. <laughs> like, I mean, if it, I, okay, look, if it wasn't for the King of Kong, I don't think any of us would know who Billy Mitchell or Steve Weeby were. Right. right. No, it's because I agree. That, that little film project went yeah. viral and, and, Went to be huge. Yes. Well, and there, there'd be a couple of nerds in the world that right. knew who they were, but not. Mm-hmm. It would be the people in that movie. But I feel like since the King of Kong, even though he was kind of portrayed as the villain, like <laughs> he's managed to stay in the, the headlines. Right? No, he's like he every keeps time his name in the news. Every time you think, okay, this is going to be the last story I ever read about Billy Mitchell. He'll pop back up, <laughs> and he did on, fe- on February 3rd. Uh, this comes from Ars Technica. Donkey Kong cheating case rocked by photos of illicit joystick modification. <laughs> I have been accused of illicit joystick modification myself. <laughs> <laughs> Over the years, King of Kong star Billy Mitchell has seen his world record Donkey Kong scores stripped, partially reinstated, and endlessly litigated both in actual court and the court of public opinion. Through it all, Mitchell has insisted that every one of his records was set on an unmodified Donkey Kong arcade hardware, despite some convincing technical evidence to the contrary. I don't know if you remember there was a oh yeah there was a YouTube video that came out where they went in depth yeah on like the videotapes and how it was an emulator yeah and this is why it was an emulator. I don't know where it went, but he sued that guy, by the way. Oh, he, yeah, that's right. We talked about it <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. show. Yeah, of course he sued that guy. <laughs> I mean, that's how he stays in the news. That's Billy Mitchell's brand. <laughs> now, new photos from a 2007 performance by Mitchell seem to show obvious modifications to the machine used to earn at least one of those scores. A fascinating new piece of evidence in the long, contentious battle over Mitchell's place in Donkey Kong's score-chasing history. <laughs> I love nerds never quit. <laughs> never. Which, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, it's it's crazy to say this, but since the King of Kong came out, there's actually a huge like cult following like yeah. that sprung up over Donkey Kong. And I, I don't think him or Billy are even close now. I remember Steve was like, you know, whoever, whatever the record is now, I was like, you know, I don't know, like a million points or something. He, he acted yeah, like I think it was, he was like in the 20s or yeah, something. Right. He acted yeah. like it was insane what was going on now. Uh-huh. They were, what did he call it, point farming or something like that? Yes. Yeah. And, and look, I'm not like a Donkey Kong expert. <laughs> no, but we have talked to a, a former world record holder we have. on this podcast. <laughs> we have. But there's only so many levels. Like once you go so far, which <laughs> we end our extra show every week. Hey, there's a Donkey Kong kill screen coming up if you want to come watch. <laughs> That's the best dude in that whole movie. <laughs> Once you go far enough in Donkey Kong, the game cuts off. Yeah. There's no more. It's the kill screen. Yeah, it's the kill screen. There's no more RAM and because the people who made Donkey Kong were like, okay, obviously, and they're never going to get this They'll far. They'll never make it this far. Yeah, so that's just the end of the game. Right. So in order to get these crazy high points, you 
you can't just play through the game and finish the levels. You actually have to stay in the game right. and keep on, like, you have to grab, like, every power-up, jump every barrel. Right. It's ridiculous the lengths that these people go to to get the Donkey Kong high score. Right. And and they do it. So. And somehow they do it. And apparently Billy Mitchell cheats to do it. <laughs> Allegedly. Oh, man, he's a cheater. I remember he wouldn't play Steve Weeby face to face. <laughs> well, now I do remember there was one, I think the current reigning Donkey Kong champion, he came out in, I, I mean, I guess you could say in support of Billy Mitchell saying he's, you know. Oh, yeah. He, he was, I think, I don't remember his exact words, but he was, he was basically trying to say that he is a champion Donkey Kong player. Like, yeah. even, even if he don't hold the record now. Yeah, he did. Then I've seen him play, and he is good, or something. I don't something like that. I I can agree with that. Okay, you know Billy Mitchell was setting records back in the day, mm-hmm. right? That's fine. He's like a forefather of the game. He He's, videotaped his his playthrough, <laughs> sure, and you can even hear his four year old son screaming at his dad to come wipe his all butt. Right. Steve did, yes. <laughs> but I'm saying Billy was setting records and all that back in the day. Oh, back in the, like, yeah. the 80s, yeah. Yeah, back when it was first getting started. He's he's whatever. He's a forerunner in the game, a forefather of the game. They give him his respect, but he's a fraud. You know, he tried to keep <laughs> up with everybody, couldn't do it, and so he had to cheat. And he wouldn't play Steve in head-to-head. So he's he's a scaredy cat too. Well, Guinness they they reinstated him. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Huh. Weird. Now Twin Galaxy is it's no longer owned by that one dude <laughs> anymore. It was bought. See, like folk singing now or something. Yeah, I remember it was something about because there for a while Guinness was kind of like using Twin, Twin Galaxies, Galaxies as right. its. Yeah. Video game score holders. Like, we're just going to go with, they're the experts. We're sure. just going to go with whatever they say. Right. But I think there's currently a split. Like, Twin Galaxies, they are firm, firmly, Billy Mitchell's a cheater. We don't recognize his scores. Uh, but if I'm not mistaken, Guinness, like, broke with Twin Galaxies and was like, no, we're going to reinstate Yeah, them. they're so, like, we'll just make our own records and we'll put you all out of business because we're Guinness, you know. <laughs> right. And you're some dude. And we room. like Ricky's Hot Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> You're some dude in a referee shirt, you know, somewhere. So we're cool. Well, anyway, the photos in question were taken at the Florida Association of Mortgage Brokers Convention, <laughs> which hosted Mitchell as part of its 80s arcade night promotion in July of 2007. So I would have been pumped been for that. <laughs> if I was there, I would have been pumped for that. I imagine if you're someone who attends the Florida Association of Mortgage Brokers <laughs> Convention, you got to be pretty excited about Billy Mitchell showing up. Also, I talk a lot of trash about Billy Mitchell, but if I met him, I'd be like, dude, you're the coolest dude ever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd be like, dude, man, I love you, dude. You're so cool. Mitchell claims to have achieved a score of 1,050,200 points at the event a performance that was recognized by adjudicator Twin Galaxies as a world record at the time, but which would now barely crack the top 30. Yeah. In his defamation case against Twin Galaxies, Mitchell includes testimony from several purported witnesses to his FAMB performance that includes former Twin Galaxies referee Todd Rogers, who was also later banned from Twin Galaxies. <laughs> he got banned? He got banned for sticking up for Billy, Billy Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. 
who testified that the machine used at the event was an original Nintendo Donkey Kong arcade machine, as I have known since 1981. Uh, the pic- but the pictures from the FAMB convention made public by fellow arcade score chaser David Race last month raise additional questions about the claim thanks to what Race calls a glaringly non-original joystick seen in the machine shown in these photos. Mm. So busted. <laughs> if if it's maybe I mean, basically they're saying this it's not an original joystick. No, not an original joystick. Progress is hooked to a not original <laughs> emulator Hardware, on the inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Original upright Donkey Kong arcade cabinets were shipped with a distinctive short joystick with a prominent black ball atop a silver metal stick. But the machine behind Mitchell in the recently released FAMB photos clearly show a taller joystick with a red ball. Oh, there you go. And the stick is red, too. Oh, yeah. Got him. Red balls all the way down. (laughs) Got him. Use of a non-original joystick would violate Twin Galaxies Donkey Kong rules, which require games to be played with an original stock four-way Donkey Kong arcade joystick or a replacement four-way joystick of exact size and shape as the original Donkey Kong arcade game joystick. Boom. Got him. (laughs) They got him. Dead to rights. Twin Galaxies also requires a wide image of the game's control panel in any record recording to verify this, as archive rules discussions also suggest that players of that era knew cabinets with aftermarket joysticks were known to be unacceptable even if the core arcade board had authentic Donkey Kong software. So even if you've got the original board, original board if you, you got to have, you got to have the original too. case. Yeah. Yes. Or at least the original stick. Mm-hmm. A taller joystick would actually be a hindrance for high level Donkey Kong play since it requires more physical movement to get the same in-game results. But that disadvantage could be worth it if the controls in question were an eight-way joystick rather than a standard four-way oh, joystick. They got them with the eight-way, <laughs> meaning you know Mario can jump diagonal, sure, not just straight up. Yeah, and not down. just straight up and down. Nintendo shipped on original cabinets an eight-way joystick mod could give a player an advantage by letting them either by giving them diagonal inputs, which would speed up transitions after climbing ladders, for instance. Mitchell also testified in court documents that his FAMB Donkey Kong performance was visible on a TV above the cabinet to give the guest greater viewing capability. But while a VCR can be seen above the cabinet in the photos, presumably to record the performance for later verification, no such external display can be seen, though it is conceivably could have been brought in for added visibility when Mitchell was actually playing. Hmm. Uh, In that same testimony package, technician Robert Childs testified that the FAMB score was achieved using my same Donkey Kong arcade machine, which was purportedly used by Mitchell to set a 2004 record of 1,047,200 points in Childs Warehouse showroom. According, assuming that's true, the non-standard joystick could also further jeopardize the the performance place in record books, i.e., that one million forty seven thousand one that wouldn't be legit either. Yeah. If he really did set that one on the same same thing, same thing, because he's a fraud. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> clearly, and he's just keeping his name in the news, and he wants Ricky's hot sauce to sell. <laughs> 
Speaking of, I need to get some. Oh, Billy Mitchell. He's an American, you know. I mean, he's got his American flag tie. He's got great hair. <laughs> he cheats. <laughs> he's an entrepreneur. Yeah. he's. We might need to put him on like the $20 bill or something. I honestly think he's hilarious. Like, he is funny. Like, I'm just, if I just, I'm. I wonder how much of it is an act. I feel like most of all this is an act. You think so? I really do think so. He's but committed if he, to it. But if he is seriously like super smug yes. <laughs> and and prideful about his Donkey Kong scores, and if he really is as big a jerk as he was portrayed in King of Kong, it's hilarious. Yes. No, and he's a – if it's an act – he stays in character pretty good. He does. I mean, at all times. <laughs> and anyone who says anything mean about him, he sues him. That's <laughs> like he's like Donald Trump in that regard. That's like step one. I bet you he loved Trump. <laughs> Do you know? I bet you he loved him. Like you could probably go on Twitter right now and call him a cheater, and he'd just lawsuit. Lawsuit. <laughs> Get a cease and desist. Uh yeah, like uh that to me, or like he he can't think he's as cool as he acts like he thinks he is. You know that's why I say I think it's some of it's an act, <laughs> it's some of it's a character. He does. But they showed like that stuff from like back in the eighties yeah. in the movie, and he acted the same way. <laughs> you know, he's like, get out of the way, guys. I'm getting the girls or whatever. You're like, dude, you're a loser. He's like the Uncle Rico of video games. <laughs> yeah, like right. back in the 80s, he really was the man. Right. But now, all this time later, he's not the man anymore, but he still thinks he's the man. Tiny, are you telling me, even in 1980, all right, <laughs> women were lining up to get with a video game player? No. Okay. But 13-year-old boys were lining up to get his autograph. But that's what he's telling everybody. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I wonder. Like, has he been a fraud from the beginning? And he just perpetuates it this whole time. So much so that now he's lived the lie that it's, it's just become too big. It's just who he is now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. He I will, ca- I will he say this. He kind of rocks. I will never not find him entertaining. No. <laughs> I want him. Let's get Billy Mitchell. Fetterman and Santos. And let's have a reality show. <laughs> just put them in a house together somewhere out in California. <laughs> and let's just see what happens. Yeah. I think it would rock. Has anyone heard from Fetterman? No, I man, they locked him away. He's in the bell tower at Notre Dame. You know? I mean, I would like to think that he's recovered and his speech isn't quite as hilarious now as it was then. I love him, actually. <laughs> yeah. To me, he seems like a common man dude. You know, like that's who we should be elected. Well, for. I was yeah. gonna say that's what he's that's what he's going for right. with his car heart. Sure, right. Well, I mean, pants. he's a unit. He can't wear much butt car heart, right? <laughs> Let's be honest. Well, so, so when I saw him wearing a car heart, I thought, oh, man, maybe they make one that fits me. <laughs> right. I need to go get me a car heart. You and Fetterman would be a duo. <laughs> you know, just be lumbering around, <laughs> tearing door frames out. It'd be great. Yeah, I like Fetterman. He seems like 
you know, he, I know he had his problems or whatever, but he seemed just like a normal dude. Like a, the guy that I would probably be like, I would have fun talking to. Well, I like him because he has always supported fracking. <laughs> As he stands, he has always supported and will continue to support fracking. If you saw Fetterman out, if you're down at the tractor supply in Pennsylvania or whatever, uh-huh. I don't think you would peg him as a Democrat, right? <laughs> no, I don't think you would. No, he looks like he's got a Trump 2020 flag somewhere. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I like that. I want to burst stereotypes in the political world. That's probably for the best. Okay. My last story here. An Ohio animal shelter will name a litter box after your ex. Oh, no. I clicked on the ad. Oh, dang it. I don't care about PNC. <laughs> hate it when that happens. care about PNC Bank. Although they did loan me $10,000 one time. No <laughs> questions asked. Handed me an envelope with cash in it. For real? Yeah. Man. Had, what was the interest rate on that loan? Oh, it was like 5%. It okay. wasn't horrible. You know, uh-huh. that was back when banks were just giving before the crash of 08. <laughs> when they were just handing it they out. They were just handing it out to everybody. <laughs> I just went over there. I was like, I need, to, I need to get a little loan here. And they're like, okay, here, here you, you go. go. Yeah. All right. An animal shelter in Hamilton, Ohio, is holding a unique fundraiser as a lead up to Valentine's Day. Um, the Animal Friends Humane Society said uh, it will name a cat litter box after an ex-romantic partner. The gesture will cost $5 per box, while the promotion will run until February 12th. The shelter will then reveal all the sponsored litter box names included in a Facebook post on Valentine's Day. Don't spend this Valentine's Day down in the dumps. Instead, cheer yourself up while making a difference for animals in need. Read the promotion on the Society's website. For a $5 donation, we'll write your ex's name in a litter box and give it to the cats to let them do what they do best. Hmm. This is clearly a woman thing, right? <laughs> I mean... Dudes are going to be doing this, right? Yeah, how many... How many $5 donations do you think they're going to have? Because $5 isn't a lot of money. No. No. Seems like you would need a lot of them to raise a significant amount of money. So are you going to have that many litter boxes? And then if you have that many litter boxes, are you going to have enough cats to poop in them? I don't know. That's a good question. I would think they would go multiple names per box. Mm -hmm. Or they just change it out and take a picture you know, oh, there we go. You know, they yeah. get a dry erase marker, write it on there, wipe it off, and then mm-hmm. we put Chris's name down and we wipe that <laughs> off and put Derek's name down and, you know, put a new kitty in it every time. Yeah. But if they were smart, they would go $5 to get your name on the litter box, $25 for us to mail the litter to your ex's house. There we go. Now we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. They need me. They do. <laughs> they need me in charge. <laughs> Let's make some money here. Probably illegal to plus mail feces. Yeah, plus shipping and handling, right? Yeah. You can tack on an extra 30 for that. Well, now, I don't I don't know whatever happened to it, but I remember there being an internet business that did ship poop, poop oh, yeah? to people you wanted them to ship poop to. I do remember that, too. Yeah. yeah. I, wonder hmm. if, I wonder if they're still in business. I don't know. <laughs> Like, yeah, the recession. Well, true. Or, or we ha- we're not technically in a recession. Oh, but, yeah, we're not. Well, as far as I'm aware, no, it's... According to the government, we're not. Well, inflation is high, but yes. like everything else, like employment's low, wages are high. 
Like yeah. Everything else is looking pretty good. Oh, okay. Except for this crazy high inflation we've got. Sure. I wonder why wages are high. Jerome Powell. He Oh, I, I'm I don't I don't I'm just saying he he said Tell me in, about your boy Jerome. What did he say? He said in like a in a now who knows what's I mean no one knows what's going to happen but he yeah. said in a press conference that we may not have a recession. Oh, okay. That who's he working for? <laughs> the government. Okay. The Fed. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No, he works for the Fed. That's not really the government. Yeah. But uh but I mean it's not election year. No. No. And they released a job report. Yeah. Yeah. And does the Fed do, do they does the Fed care who's in office? No, I, I don't I don't know that they care about anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Long they care about not getting audited mm-hmm. a big time. But yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, like I like all the Wall Street folks, don't they want there to be a recession? Because that means interest rates get cut. Oh, I which I, equates to free money. I I I don't pretend to speak for Wall Street. I don't know what they <laughs> <Right>. want. <laughs> I just know that we're doing great now that you've told me. I hadn't paid attention to the news. So, <laughs> you know, being rich like I am, inflation doesn't really <laughs> right. bother me. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just, still trying to get rich. Yeah. So I have to keep up with all this. Just keep working. One day, <laughs> one day, maybe the union will let you have a raise, Tiny. <laughs> I got one this year. Thank you very much. Okay, very good. Negotiated. Negotiated. Good. <laughs> very good. Very good. Mike could have negotiated more on your own. I don't know. I don't know how all that works. I'm sure. Look, I, I am 100% positive. If I mark, marched in there all by myself and demanded a raise, they'd be like, you know what? Dang, you're right, Tiny. We love you so much, and you're integral. Yeah, we got to keep business. you on. Right. What do you name your price? What do you want? That's what you should do. Yeah. We can't replace you with a man off the street. Here I am talking, and I'm just like, I was like, dude, Shane, I'll whatever you want to pay me, I'll work for you. You know, like, I'm like the world's worst at it. I was like, man, I don't, I don't care. Well, and, and that's partly true because you know. We, uh, I mean, I have lost all our money. We didn't have to build back from that, but <laughs> we've been pretty smart with our life. We don't have a ton of debt and all yeah. that stuff. So, you know, it's like, which is whatever I make, I'll be fine with. The Lord will provide for me. He always <laughs> has. So I'm not worried about it. And that's worked out very well. So. Yeah. Let's talk about. The one inflation-proof industry product in all the world, Cajun Curl, Bayou Blend of Spice. We want to thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Bunda Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, cave bear, potatoes, <laughs> woolly mammoth, and anything else you could think of putting it on. I bet it would be good on woolly mammoth. I would like to try some woolly yeah. mammoth. Shoot, yeah. Is that that big rack of ribs that uh, Fred Flintstone used to get dropped on his car? I think so. That's woolly mammoth ribs. <laughs> yeah. Think about that a dreamland. Right after he like slid down his trunk and into his sure. car. Right. Definitive proof Ken Ham's right. You know, <laughs> on the website, CajunCurl.com, 
you can order the original Bayou Blend Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowell's Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Martin Downtown Northport, the Piggly Wiggly on Lurleen Wallace in Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on 69 South. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Girl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, what do you say we go to the phones? Yes, let's go to the phone. Not to brag or anything, but we got a we got a couple messages this week. Messages? All right. <laughs> Our first message comes from what looks like Nick. Hey, John Tiny. My name's Nick on uh, Instagram. My handle's uh, Arc and Pressure. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got a couple questions. Uh, one for each of you. Tiny, first off, what? Uh, why are you exiled? from Fayette County. Sounds like there's a story there that I would love to hear. And then John, what I want to know from you is how many times when you were dating Deidre and you guys went over to the Boar's Hut, did you make the joke to her, hey babe, let's go grab some butt. (laughs) Or conversely, when her dad asked you, hey, where are you guys going? Uh, oh, we're just going to go grab some butt and, and say it. I'm just curious how many times you made that joke. Because if I was you, I would have made that joke. Well, we probably would have gone there every single time. So I could make that joke. Anyway, love you guys. Love the show. Uh, you guys all take care and uh, keep it up. See ya. Bye. All right, John. Did you ever uh, make that joke? Going to go grab some butt. I've probably made several different versions of that joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never to her father. <laughs> Absolutely not. Which, shout out to him. He's having back surgery on Friday. Yeah. Hope he comes through that fine. You probably wouldn't make that joke now, would you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Deidre's dad has been nothing but kind to me our entire relationship. I've torn up thousands of dollars worth of farming equipment of his in a single day. <laughs> Three different implements oh, in no. one, one single day. Oh, no. He's been nothing but kind to me. I, I, I love him and respect him uh, outside of my father as much as any man that I know. Yeah. I still get the feeling every once in a while that he just wants to choke me, you know? <laughs> like, I just, I'll catch him looking at me, and I'm just like, he wants to kill me. I, yeah. I'm afraid of him as much as I was when we were dating. What about his other son-in-law? Like, well, you got that? That's between deep, him right? and his other son-in-law <laughs> and me. You know, I, I don't know. I I, I'm, I worry about John. Right. right. And I want to be on the best terms I can. I took him recliner shopping. So he went to the basketball game weekend before last, uh-huh. and he was talking about I might need a new recliner. You know, so of course I would. Hey, let's sell. A I recliner. know everything there is to know about recliners. Like, let's go sell a recliner right now. 
And so 9.30 at night, I like unlocked the store. <laughs> he got like the, I was the VIP sit, treatment. I was letting him sit at everything we got. Had him sold on one. And I was like, uh, he was like, well, we'll come back tomorrow with a truck and get it. And, uh, and so I was like, all right, whatever. And then he went home and changed his mind. <laughs> Dude, I, man, I was so upset. That always happens. Like, man, I spent an hour up here. You can't let the customer sleep on it, man. You got to get it signed on the line right then and there. I didn't have all the, I don't have a credit card login anymore to take yeah. a payment. So, yeah, could have could have got it in. But, mm-hmm. oh, well. I'll get you for something else sooner or later. <laughs> as far as Fayette County, I'm not really exiled from Fayette County. There is a story there, but unfortunately for you, that is a patron exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even remember what episode that was, so uh, you're going to have to ask Shiny Disco Balls. <laughs> he probably knows. I posted on the Instagram today a shiny disco balls edit. I don't know if you've saw it or not. Uh-uh, not yet. It's pretty good. Nice. It's it's my favorite of his work so far, which is saying a lot compared <laughs> to the one he did for years. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. <laughs> All right, next call. We're going to hear from Jacqueline. Hi, John and Tiny. It's Jacqueline, and I am calling you today from the great state of Florida. It is so beautiful here. Uh, when I left my home province of Nova Scotia, uh, it was minus 40 degrees Celsius with the wind chill, and I was told by the Americans here that minus 40 is minus 40 if you see Fahrenheit or Celsius. So it was minus 40 degrees when I left, and it's now in the 80 degree Fahrenheit here in my parents' condo village. Anyways, uh, I have noticed a few things, and I've seen a few things in the wild that I never thought I would see, but because of your show. So I saw a wild waffle house didn't go in. Uh, I've seen Chick-fil-A's. Again, I'm not going to go in because of political differences. But anyway, I've seen a couple in the wild. And uh, Dollar General, we don't have those. So I've seen quite a few of those actually around. And I've noticed that down here in the southern United States, yeah, you guys love your guns and your Trump. So uh, I guess I'll just be shutting my mouth hanging out at my parents' condo and uh, swimming in their swimming pool and uh, making everyone home jealous. Anyway, uh, yeah, I just wanted to give you my thoughts on the South. Love it. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Nice. Enjoy Florida. Florida is uh, one of my favorite places to go. Yeah, I agree. Now, granted, I live in Alabama, so I have limited vacation options. A man of my means. uh, A couple of thoughts I had. Number one, Jacqueline, there are a lot of Trump supporters around, but mm-hmm. I promise you all of them will be nice to you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They'll be nice to you. They're not quite the raving lunatics that They're you've been led to, be. to believe right. to be. Uh, Most of them are like Paul Paul. Also, I would like to say on the other hand to all our conservative listeners, yeah. I don't think liberals are the raving no, Antifa black block wearing psychopaths that the conservative yes. media has led you to believe either. Right, yeah. Like, honestly, if we could all just turn off cable news yeah. for a few months. Just forever. I think all of us are a lot more alike right. than the TV wants us to believe. I've told you, I I've, I quit following the news, and I just let the news find me. Yeah. And that's been the greatest thing I've ever done. Uh-huh. Just let it find you. And then when you see something that enters you, Make sure it's legit and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Form your opinions then. 
But my other thing I was going to tell Jacqueline was be careful around Dollar Generals because you don't want their seeds to attach to you and you take them back to Canada. Because <laughs> this is an invasive species. Bring it up. And they, they will grow at a rapid pace. <laughs> Just be very wary around them. <laughs> Check all your clothes. I would probably do a whole load of laundry before you even went home. Yeah. Just to make sure you rid yourself. <laughs> make sure there's no Dollar yeah. Generals. May throw them in the microwave just to radiate them. <laughs> Keep the seeds from germinating. Yeah. yeah. Just be very careful with that. And we also have a message. Man, we're popular. Uh, No, we don't. No, Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> we don't. You should have just made up something. <laughs> and Jim says, I love your podcast. <laughs> uh, let's see if we have any questions. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We also like to ask John questions on this show. Okay. If you have any questions for John, you can go to our Discord server, link in the show, show notes. Or if you don't like Discord yeah. for whatever reason, or maybe our link is broken because I haven't updated it in a year. <laughs> you can go to earthoddity.net oh, where yeah. now there's a submission form. Oh, beautiful. Where you can just type in your question and it shoots it right to us. Wow. I guess that's actually a very easy way to just email us too. Like if you yeah. don't want yeah, to remember our email address, if you just want to email us something, you can do that yeah. too. So Sure. That's, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know that feature got rolled out. That's a new feature. I started writing. You know, something. Shiny Disco Balls. He's a busy man. I know, and he is busy working for us, <laughs> <laughs> building our site from scratch. He's about to have a child. He did have a child. Oh, is it here? Yes. Oh, how did I miss that? <laughs> I probably congratulated him. On it. I just forgot. I saw he put a picture of a uh, yeah. of a car seat in his car. Well, yeah. you know, I'm sure he's not getting any sleep, so yeah, right. sure he's, <laughs> he's going to be up anyway it with a baby better. on one arm. Look, it gets better, shiny disco balls, trust me. Yeah. And it's worth it. You already know. Like People be like, I hate kids. And I'm just like, well, the first one you have will change your mind. You know, <laughs> yeah. like you'll love, if you're a normal person. That's a good point. The people yeah. who say they hate kids... Either they don't have any, yeah. or they have a lot of them. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> it's difficult, and it's easy to focus on how difficult it is uh -huh. because we all love to complain. That's just a human mm -hmm. nature, I guess. But, man, it's so awesome. Kids are great. In my personal opinion, I feel like as difficult as it is, it feels rewarding. Sure. And there's no way... I can communicate that. I don't think like everyone talks about how tough it is and how, and, and you're absolutely right. And there's a lot of part of being a parent that just sucks. Yeah, and there's no fun. other way to say it. Sure. That said, I am of the opinion. Now, maybe that's because I haven't like accomplished a lot of great feats in my life. No, but I don't think there is anything else out there as rewarding yeah. as just completely giving your life to this kid. I agree. And just dedicating it to them and just doing everything you can to to just be selfless, as sure. selfless as as you can be. Well it just makes you feel like this is it's like destiny, you know? Well that's the thing. Number one, Tiny, if all you ever do in your life 
is be a good father, then you're a great man. Like yeah. you're as great as the dude who cured polio, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and you're better than 50% of the other dads yeah, out there. Right. <laughs> but, uh, the other thing I was going to say is that, uh, Imagine not having enough confidence in your DNA to want to make to to pass it on to future generations. You know, I don't know about those people, mm-hmm. like those guys that are like, I just can't have. You know, I don't want to ever have any children. I'm like, dude, man, I'm awesome. I my awesomeness needs to extend <laughs> to future generations. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, that's really the whole point. I think of the whole thing, right? Well, I've also heard this argument that I don't want to have a kid because, like, this is dark times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't want to bring a kid into the world. Yeah, but, yeah, but how are you going to fix it? Well, I would like to point out that all those people saying that haven't like killed themselves yet. Sure. Like they like being here, right? Yeah, true. Or at least they like it better than not being here. I just don't understand the uh, the whole like we hate children. Children can be annoying. My Mm -hmm. kids are annoying still. (laughs) Yes. But everybody can be annoying. You Mm -hmm. know, kids are just figuring life out. That's why they're annoying most of the time. They don't know not to holler and run around a restaurant. They got to learn that stuff. You got to teach them. They got to learn like by hitting their head on a table corner (laughs) every once in a while or tripping and falling and busting their lip. That's just the way it works. (laughs) And back to the, you know, feeling satisfaction, you'll never be more satisfied when yeah. you tell your kid not to do something and then they were do it anyway and, and they it, get hurt. Absolutely. And you get to stand there and say, see, that's, that's why you, what happens. You know why you're crying right now? Because you didn't listen to daddy. <laughs> so satisfying. It's great. I was telling Shane, the closest I think Deidre ever got to divorcing me is I grilled out and me and Thomas were in the backyard at the old house. When uh-huh. he, was, he was little. And the grill was still hot and he kept getting close to it. He kept running up, acting like he's going to, I was like, don't touch it. It's hot. And so then finally one time he was going to touch it. And I was just like, well, I've told him like 10 times he's going to learn, <laughs> but he screamed bloody murder. <laughs> he had a blister, like all on his finger. Uh-huh. They just freaking out. We got to take him to the ER, all this stuff. And I'm the bad guy. <laughs> Not him who didn't listen 10 times in a row. I'm the bad guy. But you know what? He hadn't burned himself since then. So That's funny you say that because I have that exact same story with Eli. <laughs> now, granted, I hadn't told him 10 times not to touch it. I had told him not to touch it. Yeah. But honestly, he was just he just happened to be running by, and he just kind of like popped it with his hand. Yeah. But that's the only time in his life that he's ever touched a hot grill. Right. Hadn't done it since. Yes. It's amazing how well you've learned through pain sometimes. <laughs> anyway, we had a question. Oh, yeah. Did we? <laughs> yes. Our one loan question comes from Nicole. Can Earth Oddity sponsor CCBC's basketball team? The uniforms would be lit. <laughs> it's a good question. I think you have to be a church. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be a church. But now the church of Earth Oddity could, <laughs> could sponsor. We could. <laughs> I, um, the basketball team was sort of sponsored by Earth Oddity because we bought T-shirts and ironed on numbers to make jerseys for everybody. Yeah, But it would be cool if they had had the Earth Oddity logo on the front, which I found out Joel Goss was on the Sassy Shooters. 
Oh. Huh. Yeah. He's grown up. I bet they were pretty good. They were pretty good. <laughs> you know who they lost to? Who they lose to? CCBC, baby. <laughs> What's y'all's mascot? The that we were the do rag dominators that week. <laughs> <laughs> but then they beat us the last game, okay. which was the playoff game. But I was not there. I was camping. So well, that's why. That's why we lost. <laughs> that's why y'all lost. They needed me. Dieter was the adult on the bench. <laughs> she was the coach. Yeah. They didn't have anyone to stand there and say, hey, quit cussing. Well, <laughs> this is church league. I can tell you a story about that off air. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for questions. Okay. Uh, do as- we need to ask questions to somebody else? I feel like the question segment is petering out. It is kind of petering out. Who yeah. can we ask questions to? I don't know. We've asked them to Deidre, to Tara, to yeah. Thomas. Yeah. We can ask my son. Yeah. We can ask your son but questions. But now, I warn you, you're probably not going to get to the answers to the questions you <laughs> That seek. may be even the best thing ever. Kid talks like Yoda. Okay. <laughs> that may be the best thing ever. You ask him ever. a question, he'll tell you something completely different. <laughs> that may be awesome. But next week. Yeah. Questions for Eli. Let's do it. There we, there we go. Yeah. And uh, I after that, I don't know what we'll do. <laughs> we can hit Hudson. We could probably ask Shane questions. You oh, there we go. Ask yeah. my boss questions. There we go. <laughs> That'll be embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. All right. As this free show draws to a close, we want to thank our patrons, John. We thank each and every one of you so much. We would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Shiny Disco Balls, The Driver, Todd Glover, Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWill. Thank you all so much for what you do, for supporting us, this silly little project that we have going on That's right. every week. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers, but the $5 tier gets you Earth Oddity Extended, which is an entire extra show that happens after this one. And it's only $5. Come on. Only 5 bucks. And money's not even real. So yeah, no, if money's throw, fake, throw some of it our way, right? So, what are you gonna do with it? Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do with that five dollars? I mean, it's not making an impact <laughs> on your life. Five dollars today, it's not even gonna be worth five dollars next week. Sure, because of inflation. But the show's gonna be there. But for the you. show's gonna be there, yeah. and it's still gonna be five dollars. Right. So when all of when all said and done, I'll still be saying stupid stuff <laughs> for you to make fun of me of about. That, that is patreon.com slash earth oddity. Extend your oddities. We're almost to 100 patrons. <laughs> and speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up this week? I'm going to talk about Minnie Driver. Okay. And her difficulties as an actress. The road, hard road she's had to overcome. Uh-huh. Yeah. I am going to be talking about Arkansas and their plan to require an ID to view certain types of... Okay. Content? Content online. All right. <laughs> okay. Check that state off the list of places <laughs> to move. I was just sitting here thinking, man, my, my mom, she's been about this since the 90s. <laughs> and now that I'm a dad, sure, maybe I want to move to Arkansas. <laughs> I'll say, yeah, youth, youth ministers are rejoicing. 
<laughs> you got anything else? No, just I uh, hope everybody has a wonderful week and remember that, you know, you're awesome people because you listen to this show. Yes. Yeah. And tell somebody about it, please. We want to get rich. Please, we <laughs> so need to bad. be rich. Golly, we're tired of just being middle class slumps, guys. Come on. We'll help we'll help y'all out. We will. Yeah. I mean, it's free stickers for everybody. <laughs> if you make us rich, we'll give you, I don't know, coffee mugs. Let's not let's not go crazy. <laughs> all right. Like an oven mitt. Okay. Like an knitted oven. Yeah, knitted by us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, our kids do them like child labor. <laughs> we need 20 an hour, Eli. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, that is earthoddity at planetmail.net, or you can head on over to our website. Oh, yeah. And that's just earthoddity.net, and you can contact contact us that way, too. Send us some questions. Links to everything there. Links to everything. Send us questions. We also have a Discord server, link in the show notes. We have an Instagram that is underscore earthoddity on Instagram. At underscore earthoddity is our Twitter handle. That's right. Tweet at us. And we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? That is 662-493-2059. 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity from the French Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. I forgot I was bringing us into the Patreon episode. That's perfect. (laughs) Welcome into the episode, people. Patrons. Yes. True believers. Yeah, true believers.